Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Dish, trusted and innovation solution basketball training machines. Check out their revolutionary skill building program at drdishbasketball.com. Welcome to Fitaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Perano. Today's guest, Combo from Combo's Court Podcast, is in the house. We talk hoops, life. Let's die right in with Combo's. Welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I'm your host, Andre Pirano. Here with my man from the NY Combos. What's up, Combos? It's everything's good, man. You know, just working on Combos Court and uh taking care of the baby. Nice. <laughs> I hear that, man. Well, congratulations, by the way. How old's the little man? What's he gotta be? Five months now? No, he's a little bit over two. He's a little bit over two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going well. He's getting big. He's drinking lots of milk, man. Sleeping crying you know baby stuff you know how it is oh i know i know you ain't sleeping i know you're not sleeping <laughs> i'm trying to get it in you know i'm trying to get it in for sure yeah, glad to be absolutely. back glad to be blank thanks for having me oh uh, always a pleasure man you're always welcome on so hey let's talk uh hoop legend street game um okay. so black top you know right uh let's go california to new york what's up let's do it i'm let's here do it okay I'm so here. you know for me you know uh out here in california we got the Bone Collector. I love Bone. Shouts um, to Bone. He's actually been on my podcast. Great guy. He's a great guy. Uh, but you know what? The- he actually made his name in New York, which is crazy, even though he's I from was, out there. Exactly. I was going to yeah. mention that. So yeah. my man my man Bone Collector out here from L.A., Southern California, um, was basically getting into everything wrong you can do. Um, got on a plane, took his butt to New York, and started – just breaking people's ankles and uh, became the bone collector, um, which, you know, then he came back to the West Coast, killing the game. He's still killing it as a, you know, global hooper. Um, so I really, really like the guy, love the guy, love everything he has to offer of the game. Um, how about you, obviously, being in New York? One of my favorite guys that came out of the NY, skipped to my Lou, Ray for Alston. I know you had him on your on your podcast for sure for sure yeah rafer's uh he really changed the game man especially with that first and one mixtape uh, his highlights definitely influenced the whole generation of players because you know those tapes were being passed around it wasn't like now how uh, social media you know what i mean how social media is now it's it was like these tapes being passed around and we used to just watch them over and over again and he definitely had a huge influence on new york and just across the country when it comes to street ball and just basketball in general and you know his his street ball um resume led him to fresno state and fresno state led him to the league so you know street ball was huge for him and he was huge for street ball absolutely um another one of the guys that come out from your uh, neck of the woods um huge fan of never got to get into the league obviously is peewee kirkland right legend in two games absolutely you know what i mean <laughs> you heard the clips that's what they said you know what i mean he was i mean he was in the streets heavy and he was playing basketball uh 
I think he picked the streets actually over basketball. He did because uh, he felt like he could make more money in the streets. But um, he he was drafted to the Bulls, I think, and you know, uh, it's all a lot of his basketball was word of mouth, kind of like the goat. Uh, we don't really see video, but we heard the stories, and uh, he was putting the, he was putting numbers up in the streets and on the court. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, when right. you refer to the goat, are you referring to Earl Manigo? Right. Yeah. Can you can you reflect or uh, give in a little insight on Earl since you are from the NY? Right. Um, I've actually I actually have a lot of friends that grow up in this park and they knew him a little bit. You know, I had Bobito on my show. I don't know if you know I don't know if you know who Bobito is, but he's big in hip hop, especially from that era. Um, and he he knew Earl towards the end of his life, pretty much. Um, he had a huge influence on his community. But during his basketball days, you know, he had a lot of problems with drugs, but he, he was just a legend, man. I actually know Earl from the movie um that they had on i think it was showtime right uh, i think don Cheadle played him but you just saw the legend man you know the double dunk him just uh, running all over harlem playing in all these tournaments and he was just a legend man he was he was people tell me he was a great player you know, right who, ju- who jumped out the gym he was a, he wasn't a huge guy but he jumped out the gym and there's so many stories about you know him touching the top of the backboard and all kinds of crazy stuff i was gonna ask you that now have you ever heard that story from anybody that's from your neck of the woods that actually saw him do that? No, okay. I have. I haven't heard. I haven't. I don't know anybody old enough. That, well, I know people old enough, but I haven't heard a story for somebody of that age that was actually there when uh, when he was touching the top of the backboard. But that would you be know, crazy. That's legend. I mean, I've, he probably did it. Who knows? You know? Yeah. Who knows? Right? Yeah. Okay. So another one from out here. On the West Coast, obviously, everybody knows of him as the professor and one mixtape, now Global Hooper. Um, yes, 100 1,000%, the guy is not on any of these levels of what we're talking about. But as a street performer and on the quote-unquote blacktop, the kid's kind of a legend. You know, the kid made a, a, a big name for himself, and he's still doing it now. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, he's still doing it. He found a way to uh, stay relevant through YouTube and social media. Um, but back then, he, you know, all those guys that we were talking about earlier, like Rafer, and then obviously like Ali Mo and uh, main the, event, I'll, I, main event. I'll be right back. Headache. All those guys made a huge, um, mu- huge platform with M One, and then you know uh, they had the thing where they would let people try out, and Professor definitely capitalized on that. You know, his life might have been totally different if he didn't have that platform. You know, but. Um, he definitely took advantage of it and, uh, you know, made a name for himself. Absolutely. I mean, the kid is way undersized. He's about my height at 5'11". Right, right, right. Um, for, the, I mean, for, the I pro, love... for the pro level, he's definitely small, but he made it, He found his niche, you know? Yeah, what what I loved it, but I think he became out in either Volume 2 or Volume 3 of the right. one mixtape. One of them. It might have been even later, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was one of – you know what it was? They they actually took the A1 tour and put it on ESPN from what I remember. And he yes. was going from city to city, and that's where he really got his name. Funny thing, it was street ball, but it was in arenas. You know, it was. The, no, yeah, you're that's right. the crazy part. But yeah. I remember seeing, I want to say it was volume two or volume three. I have to look it up. But I remember them having him, like, just coming out of high school, playing, like, literally street games. And yeah. you saw this little white kid just snatching the ball like speed stops behind his back to what which a lot of people weren't doing back then in the early 2000s and it looked ridiculous because he was just something different you know so i really liked him he was talented he was skilled for sure you know he could obviously you could see from the clips 
Um, I never actually seen him play uh, in person, to be honest, or I never played with him. But from the clips, it looks like he could shoot it and handle it, and he's skilled. Uh, a little small, but, you know, he definitely found his niche, as I said. Yeah, you know, in, in, in all schemes for me, what, what brought me to wanting to do this anyways was Venice Beach. You know, like being a part of Venice Beach and living in Southern California and able to – I don't live in L.A. I live in San Diego, but for me to drive, you know, about two hours away and, and, and get there – I could see players from all over, just like right. what you do in the NY. So, like, obviously, another guy that comes to mind for me is like um, White Iverson. Yeah, he's yeah, a little bit I younger now, saw, but that kid yeah. is nasty. Yeah, I mean, I saw him playing. Uh, it was like a celebrity type game. It was actually in uh, Brooklyn, and I watched him play. And he was he was definitely doing work when I saw him. He was making uh, one foot jump shots. Um, Skilled man, he could play. The kid could definitely play. Small, kind of like the professor, but yeah, definitely got game. And I'm glad he has an outlet for himself to, you know, hoop. Now, one guy I did see growing up playing out here in LA is a guy that used to play for the Lakers by the name of Kobe Bryant. Okay. And so watching him out in Venice Beach, you know, when they would have like, it's not like you know, obviously it's not, it's nowhere near or on the level of a, a Rucker Park tournament, but when they would have their beach you know, bashes for basketball tournaments. And Kobe came out one day, dude, that dude threw up like 40 points with not even working hard. It was just nasty to watch. Like he was just on another level. Yeah. I mean, there's levels to basketball, you know, uh, some of these guys out there aren't even really, really at a pro level. So when you have one of the greatest players ever to come out there, I'm not surprised that uh, Kobe would do his thing. You know, when he went to the Rucker park, he was actually, playing in the rain at one point, just killing people, you know? Right. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was cool, man. That was Do definitely, you... that was definitely a moment at Rucker Park, which is actually a tournament that I played in, not that day, but uh, it's a great tournament to play in. And the, the energy is just different, you know? That was on one of my bucket lists as a 17, eight year, 18 year old boy was to go and play in the Rucker Park tournament. Yeah, man. I didn't def- get to do it, but it's, I, I wish it's an I experience. It's an experience. You know, it's different. But it's something by the time I played at Rucker, uh, people that aren't from here don't realize that there's tournaments just as good all over the city. So I was kind of, uh, you know, it wasn't like a, sh- a culture shock or anything for me because I was I grew up around when I when I was like around 17, 18, I started playing in every tournament or not everyone, but a lot of tournaments around Harlem and in the Bronx. So it wasn't really like. To be honest, like, not to toot my own horn, it wasn't, like, a huge deal for me, you know, to play in Rucker. Like, this is what we do when we're in, in the summer in New York. We go to different tournaments, and that just happens to be one of them, you know? Right, right. Okay. Now, um, another one of my guys that I like that was out here for a minute, but he's based I, – I believe he was born in uh, Texas but lives out in the ATL is uh, my man Hot Sauce. Right. That dude was nasty, man. I remember going up – to the park up here in uh, Oceanside, you know, right here at the beach, and he was he murdering people, and right, right, murdering. I mean, to see it, I don't, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen anybody handle the ball the way he can handle the ball in person, other than maybe Kyrie or Iverson. But I mean, really? they're on the NBA level. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. See, that's NBA the thing. We have to. Is different. We, yeah, it's yeah different. we have to start. We have to definitely differentiate uh, some of these guys because when you're talking about Rafer, it's a, really a different level from the guys like Professor and White Iverson and um, Hot Sauce. Um, you know, it's just like totally different levels. Like Rafer was like an NBA player for ten years. 
Right. You know, and it's not even fair to those other guys to compare them to a Rafer, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Is there, is there another guy that comes to mind from your neck of the woods, um, whether it's now present or back, you know, back in the that, past? That was great? Yes. Ali Mo, man. I mean, he uh, talent-wise, he probably should have been an NBA player. Like 6'7", could handle the ball, could shoot. Great vision. Probably passing was the best part of his game. Um, Corey Williams was great. He played in the backcourt with uh, with the Bone Collector, man. And he has a crazy story because he actually – he played Division One, but, you know, it didn't end exactly how he wanted it to. He was a late bloomer. Uh, uh-huh. He played pretty well, actually, his junior year at the Division One level. But he almost had to see – he almost had to start from scratch where he said, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, he didn't have a lot of jobs at the pro level. Um, right away so he said you know i'm just going to kill every single person in these street ball tournaments build my name and i'm going to make the nba like that was his goal and he actually got all the way to toronto um vet camp from from street ball which not a lot of people do because a lot of guys a lot of guys will say like i'm gonna play street ball and then i'm gonna go overseas from street ball and that doesn't even happen so for him to make it all the way to vet camp and then have a great career overseas is, is like an amazing story and Corey was a great player so so what i was saying is like a lot of guys uh a lot of guys say they're going to go overseas from street ball. And, and Corey said he was going to go to the league and to, to almost get that done. I mean, he got all the way to vet camp and then to have a great overseas career on top of that, you know, he was MVP of um, the NBL and now he's actually a TV analyst in the NBL. It's a great story, man. And he, he kind of got that all done from street ball, you know, Ray, yeah, like dope. on the other hand, on the other hand, Rafer, which had a 10 year NBA career, it's a little bit different. He made it to the NBA from his college career obviously the street ball career got him to college but you know what i mean to get that kind of level of success from street ball is like amazing so Corey's definitely up there as well and there's so many other guys john strickland who passed away um he was a great big man in new york city there's so many guys that i played against too um that were really good man there's a lot of talent man a lot of talent oh. in new york that you'll never even hear about you know oh yeah, a lot of talent out here as well vice versa um, right, right. But you know, you you got to get you got to give credit when credit's due to especially the names that are actually out there to the yeah. people that are getting it. I mean, that's that's incredible. Um, yeah. One boy that I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a shout out to my boy Clips five five five. Hey man, he's always <laughs> he's the, at Venice Beach. He's always playing in San Clemente at the beaches. He's the he's the LA Fitness, or it's I don't know if it's twenty four hour fitness. Twenty four hour. He's, yeah, he's a twenty four hour fitness legend, man. Yeah, <laughs> but he's out there in Venice Beach. When when I'm out there and, and there's a big event, and he's usually there. Um, when yeah, when go subscribe, a, go subscribe to the follow through Eclipse and Drew, man. Yeah, he is the best. <laughs> there's, the pl- there's the plug. There's the plug for you. Um, yeah, he's he's a he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, Eclipse is a great guy, man. Yeah, Always love recording, of- talking basketball. Yeah, he got an interesting perspective. Even though, man, this guy said that Zion was better at basketball at 18 than LeBron was at 18, which is totally ridiculous. But everything else about Clips, man, it's a go, man. Clips a good guy. I'm going to fool <laughs> you on that one because I'm going to go Team LeBron on that. Yeah, you got to. I mean, got to go Team LeBron on it, that. You have yeah. to. It was different. It's different levels, man. This LeBron was his vision, his IQ. Exactly. Uh, he, was even a, he was even a better shooter than Zion at that age. Um, yeah. And a ridiculous athlete. He was just. He was a total package, you know, yeah. even back then. I mean, Zion is a great player, a freak athlete, but LeBron was different, man. But we'll see, man. You know, if, if what what if Zion averages 28 this year and, uh, you know, 10 and 10, and then Clips proves me wrong, but I doubt it. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. Just with enough that he – just watching the few games that he did play 
with Duke. I don't think he's going to average 28 in the NBA. No, no, I know. I know. I was just get, trying to throw clips of bone, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's really, I don't think, I don't feel it's fair to even Zion to p- compare him to LeBron. I don't feel it's fair for him. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like people comparing LeBron with Jordan. It's just really tough for me. I just, I don't like talking about it. I don't like doing it because Jordan is Jordan and LeBron's LeBron. It's, they're two completely different positions and two completely different body structures. I just don't really like comparing it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess, but that's what makes for fun. You know, it makes yeah. good TV, good podcast, good radio. So that's Absolutely. why we do it. Okay, yeah. we're going to shift gears now and go to hip-hop. Hip-hop and basketball is definitely like a marriage. I always tell people, you know, um, obviously, you know, there's, um, what is it, four elements of hip-hop. Am I right? I, I, oh, yeah, back in the day. I don't know if you, I don't know if the kids go by that anymore. Well, there's D, there was there was DJing, B-boying. There was graffiti, right? Graffiti and obviously yeah. rapping, right? Right, right, I would right. say the fifth element of hip hop would be basketball. Oh, really? Okay. I would say there's got to be five elements of hip hop now because every. But artist- I, you know what it is? There's some there's some basketball that isn't influenced by hip hop at all, like some parts of basketball. Yes, yes. Obviously, obviously, like the way I grew up, it was definitely influenced. But the way Me somebody too. else grew up in some other state, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't influenced by hip hop. You know? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're living in uh, maybe Oklahoma or right, right, uh, right, or Wisconsin. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I exactly. mean, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, I'm over here. I mean, you know, one of my favorite rappers of all time, obviously, because I'm from California, Ice Cube. Today was yeah, a great. good day, you know. Dropped a triple double. That you know, yeah, 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 I love it. You have know? a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking niggas like mm-hmm. MJ. Today was a good day. One of my all time favorite lines. Um, what about you? Oh, uh, man, there's so many great basketball lines. Drake actually had a good one recently. Man, I don't want to mangle these guys. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a great rapper. My word, my word play on uh, – I don't have bars, and I don't like reciting people's bars because <laughs> I'm not great at it. But he, I, think Drake, I think Drake said something like, um, gambling with your life for some content, that's the type of lottery that will get your top pick. I like that line. All right, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I might have I mangled it, but, you know, you get it. You, I, I thought it was good, and I like, and I like draft stuff, so. I like lottery and draft type talk. So, you know, right. it kind of hit home with me. I like that bar. Yeah, I hear you. And everybody's gambling with their life for some content. Like they're on the, they're like on a cliff, like trying to take a selfie. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, I like that bar. I mean, I think, uh, it's re- I think it's relevant for today, you know? Okay. Well, w- one of them that was relevant for me was if you ain't slinging rocks, you yeah. better have a wicked jump shot. I mean, so- for some people in New York, that was their only option. And, you know, Biggie said that. So. It's That's definitely a great San line. Diego. I mean, I live in San Diego, dude. We are borderline from Mexico. So right. Do you know how many drug dealers or people that pushed weight or did little weight? Definitely. I knew. Like, that was just the way they wanted to make their money. It was just an easier way for them instead of working a nine-to-five. And right. for me, I, mean, I was look, just like, you're crazy. But right. that's what I they mean, did. Yeah, I, I grew up in Riverdale. There wasn't much of that where I grew up. But then as I, I started seeing more and more of that as I grew up and started going to different places to play basketball. So I kind of familiar. I'm definitely familiar with that culture and how it crosses over with each other, you know, because right, I, right, right. I was all over the place hooping by the time I was, you know, 16, 17. I was venturing out from where I was from, which is, you know, didn't have that. But then I saw it as I got older. I saw it a lot as a youngster and for I would say basketball kind of saved my life in that aspect where it was either there were some people that did both and were able to balance with both or you went to one or the other and I chose to go with sports and doing this and it seemed like at that time 
was ridiculous and mean because my father used to always tell me, this guy's going to end up in prison. This guy's going to end up dead. Yeah. And you know what? He was absolutely right. Hoop dreams deflate like a true fiend's weight. Who said that? Ooh. Love that. You know who said that? No. Jay-Z. Oh, shoot. Okay, Jay-Z. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one, too. Yeah, I like that. I'm yeah. feeling that. So yeah. why do you why let me ask you this? Why do you think basketball and hip hop went so hand in hand? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's like rappers want to be basketball players and basketball players want to be rappers, you know? It's kind of like that kind of thing. Um I think that's part of it. Uh I don't know. That for me that's what I grew up on, like hip hop and basketball. So Yeah. And I'm sure everybody uh I'm sure there's so many others from New York that are just like me that just grew up on both of those and they went hand in hand and uh, like listening to hip hop used to get me hyped to play basketball, you know, me too. And, I used and, to love know, dribbling to the beats. De- yeah, no, definitely. You told me that last pod. And to that point, I even got into battle rap later in my overseas career. And that used to get me hyped. I remember watching uh, Charlie clips versus T-Rex over and over before my games. And I used to get, <laughs> that used to get, that's one, that's like my favorite battle. Cause uh, Charlie clips kills T-Rex in that. Um, and Charlie was my favorite battler at the time his brother actually hoops and played at utah and was a really good ball player josh who is a friend of mine in new york but um yeah i used to watch his battles and um and just that used to just get me hype man so battle rap yeah. hip-hop all that stuff you know yeah oh i love it man i try and show battle rap love on my show i've had a few battle rappers on so it just you know i try and talk about what i love you know and i, I love hip-hop i love basketball so it just goes hand in hand Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's total marriage. I love it. Well, hey, man, I For don't sure. want to keep you long. I knew this was going to be a fast run through, quick podcast, fun podcast for me and you. Um, thank you so much for being on, man. It's always a pleasure. You know, my casa is su casa. Anytime you want to come back on the show, brother, or we can just link up, I would love to. Oh, man, it was great being here. And definitely, man, I always love being on your podcast. Uh, whenever I, uh, you know, whenever somebody searches uh, Combos Court, you know, your pod comes up as well. You know what I mean? So it's hand in hand. <laughs> That's right, brother. Hey, man, thanks a lot so much, brother. Thank you so much. I uh, can't thank you enough. Um, all well to you and the family. Uh, keep making them combo shakes. We'll, we'll do. And uh, keep we'll dunking do. on people. Oh, you're dunking on people now. No, you. I said you keep dunking oh, on people. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, those days will come to an end one day, but we'll still have the podcast, you know? That's even right. When not, even when I'm not dunking anymore, I'll still be talking about basketball. But really, I, thanks for the opportunity. I always love being on the show. And um, thanks, man. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate all you, man. All right, brother. Hey, man. Peace and love. And uh, I'll be talking to you soon. Talk soon. Talk soon. I'll win that. We out.